Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Should Pitt keep up with this defensive disaster? Pitt is playing some of the worst defensive football that I've ever seen. I just sounded prepubescent. It looks like they had prepubescent teenagers covering the Oklahoma State receivers in the last game. Pitt lost games last year scoring 24, 28, 36, and 38. You should win when you put up numbers like that. The year before, it was 28, 24, and 30. Not the highest scoring offensive outputs, but high enough that you would think you could win those games. Here are some of the scores the opponents have rung up against Pitt the last two years. 37, 42, 34, 44, 39, 45, 37, 31, 39, 51, 42, 61, 31, 33, 59. Those are the scores given up in 15 of the 27 games in Narduzzi's tenure. We're not talking about a blip on the radar here. We're talking about this being what Pitt is. More than half the games, they've given up 31 or more including 40 a game in their last 13 games against Power 5 opponents. Now, last year's team had one of the best offenses in all of college football. They were great, and that was largely due to players who were brought in under Paul Christ and Matt Canada's incredibly unique system, which caught people by surprise. When Penn State came into Pitt last year, they had never seen that offense before. Pitt had never shown it before. Matt Canada hadn't shown it before. They had no idea what they were preparing for, and... Pitt became as difficult to prepare for as Georgia Tech, as the academies. They became incredibly unique. So they were putting up all kind of points last year, one of the more entertaining offenses in the country and certainly one of the more productive. They were 8-5, and five, though, in each of the last two seasons. And it was because the offense carried them there. The offense, Matt Canada, not Pat Narduzzi. Now, Pat Narduzzi was at least partly responsible for Matt Canada being brought in. He might have been the guy who signed off on it, hired the guy. He might have been totally in charge. He is the head coach, after all. But it's shocking how bad his unit has been with a so-called great defensive coach manning the ship. 37, 42, 34, 39, 45, 37, 31, 39, 51, 42, 61, 31, 33, 59. I'm not reading the Powerball numbers here. Wow. That's what they've given up. They won the game against Syracuse where they gave up 61. This year, the offense won't be as good. How could it be? We're already seeing that it's not. But last year, the offense was one of the best in the country, scoring over 45 points a game. They were going to win shootouts. This year, the defense, with worse personnel, is going to get torched, and the offense isn't going to be there to bail them out. The only reason people said Pitt was moving in the right direction is because they were 8-5 and five the last two seasons, which is, I guess, a little bit of a step up for Pitt. Plus, they beat Clemson and Penn State last year. 
But people wouldn't be thinking that way if this defensive mastermind was brought in and the offense was even a little bit less than what it was last year. If the offense was scoring 38 a game instead of 44 a game, we're looking at a pit team that's 5-7, and 4-8, and 3-9. Because the defense was historically bad. The worst defense ever in Pitt's history. And I'm supposed to buy this BS that you're wrapping in a nice little package and putting a bow on top of, that they're moving in the right direction? That's garbage. Not true. Pat Narduzzi may have been fired last year if the offense was marginal. Hell, he might have been fired last year if the offense was great. Because they were a step beyond great last year. That's how good they were. And it's got to be frustrating for Pitt fans to realize how great the offense was and how mediocre the team was overall. They didn't finish in the top 25. They lost to a okay Northwestern team, albeit there were some injuries there. It's got to be so frustrating to know what could have been given how good the offense was, but the defense was pooing down their leg all season long. It's like they ate drunk permanis all down the leg. Pitt gets up by a touchdown. They led the entire game against North Carolina. And up, 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 number two all over the field. In your shoes, even. Against Virginia Tech, back and forth affair. Virginia Tech drops back. They chuck the ball up down the sideline. Outside the numbers. That's the sound of Avante Maddox. Deuce in his pants. All season long. They should have been a top 10 team in the country given that offense. They beat two of the top five teams in the country because of that offense. But the games they lost, all on the D. In those games they won, what was the score of the Penn State game? 42-39? Oh. Skin of their teeth. And the score of the Clemson game was 44-42, something like that. The offense had to bail them out again. Now, Clemson had a great offense. Penn State wound up having a great offense, but Texas Tech has a good offense. West Virginia shuts them down every year. TCU has a good offense. West Virginia shut them down last year. Oklahoma, different story. But it's okay if it happens every once in a while. Sometimes an Oklahoma State's going to come to town and they're going to blow your doors off because they're just that good. And they're throwing balls in the air to Michael Jordan. It's almost like Mason Rudolph was throwing multiple footballs at the time at the same time. That's how confused Pitt's defense was. <laughs> Avante Maddox pooing himself. That's what Pitt's defense has become. And if it happens once in a blue moon, a top ten team comes in and rolls you, you don't love it, but you deal with it. But when you've given up over 31 points 15 times in the 27 games you played with a head coach, it ain't good enough. And it makes me wonder what people would think of Pat Narduzzi without this offense. 412-922-2874. What do you think of Pat Narduzzi's job with the defense? He is the CEO. Everything that happens with Pitt needs to be credited to him, and he needs to take the blame for when things don't go well. But the defense more so than the offense. Because he was a defensive guy. He was the man at Michigan State. Oh, Pitt, what a great hire they made, this defensive guru. And look at all the weapons they have on offense. Imagine how good they'll be. Well, imagine how good they could have been if their defense would have been decent. 
I talked about what if the offense was just great as opposed to great squared, which I think that it was last year. Imagine if that defense had just been marginal. Hell, imagine if it had just been bad. Again, not poo down your leg level, but imagine if it had just been bad. If Pitt just had a bad defense last year instead of an atrocious poo down your leg defense, they could have won 10 games. They could have won the conference. They beat Clemson once. Who's to say they couldn't have beat them in a neutral site? If the defense was anything closer to bad than they'd have beat Virginia Tech. They could have been in that game. Where's the leash for Pat Narduzzi? How short is it? 412-922-2874. If Pitt doesn't get better defensively this year, you freaking out? You should be freaking out already. Last year, the offense masked a lot of the problem. It's funny to me how everyone's all curious about this quarterback situation. Is it going to be the zero-star recruit that we got? Is it going to be Ben DiNucci? Can he score some points for the offense? Or is it going to be the five-star guy who we now see sucks? Well, guys, it doesn't matter at all. Because the defense has given up 40 points a game to Power 5 schools. Richard and Wheeling. Yeah, I was just interested. You were doing that, doing the Pete Sander. Yeah. I had that happen to me yesterday. What the hell did you just say? I just said I pooped, I pooped myself yesterday and went down in the machines, ran down my leg in the machines. So I can relate to that. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you the Mr. Richard from Wheeling? Yeah. Why did you poop down your leg yesterday? I don't know what happened. I was just there. Uh, I was standing there with really good weather, and then all of a sudden, I just had to go, and uh, uh, it just went out into my diaper, and uh, my defense, I guess you could call it, and I was just bowing in the restroom to change, and then my legs were brown, and my shoes fell into my shoes, too. I tried one time. Richard, how old are you? Uh, I'm up there. How old are you? Well, I need to know whether or not I'm allowed to make fun of you. I need to know whether or not it's kosher for me to laugh that you pooed yourself or yes, if yeah. I'd just be shaming an old man. No, no, I've been made fun of lots of times. Well, I appreciate the call, Richard. Wipe twice, my man. 412-922-2874. Cut that one up, Joe. I couldn't understand half of what he said, but what I did understand was through my depends, down my leg, into my shoe, into my boot. Hey! He should play safety for the Panthers. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. While we're on the subject, I was driving back from State College a couple of years ago with my wife. And I had been in the car for a while. Had to go. Thought I was going to be pushing out a fart. I think any time after 25, it starts to become risky, pushing out a fart. At least oh, for me. Yeah, yeah. My dad always says, after 40, never trust a fart. Well, for me, it's like after 25, depending on what I had the night before, can't trust it. A lot of poo who you were on today's show. Joe doesn't like it. So it happened. We pulled off at a rest stop. I'm in the McDonald's bathroom. They ran out of toilet paper. So I had to throw out my boxers, total disaster, like the pit secondary. My wife had to come in 
have the manager unlock the bathroom door because I was in the stall and was not getting up because God knows what a mess that would have been. She had to walk in Chipotle napkins. And, well, I took care of business then. And I feel better about myself than people should feel about the pit defense. All right, one word. We're going to go around the room. Yes or no? Joe, too much potty humor on today's program. Yes. Brian. Never. Katie. Yes. Adam. We have ourselves a tie, ladies and gentlemen. So you and I. Does the female vote count, though? Yes, it's not the 1920s. I didn't get the email about employee of the month, so I wasn't sure. What do you mean you didn't get the email? I never got to vote. We've been through this. And you're Regardless. Really, really going way back on that one. Oh, you didn't get to vote. Oh, and you're saying you didn't get to vote because you're a woman. Right. Joe, you weren't supposed to show up today, remember? Oh, that was Friday. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, you're holding out on Friday. Tomorrow, we need to get our butts to a consignment store so we can dress up like cowboys to crash the big 104.7 3-year birthday bash tomorrow at Jurgles, which starts at 7. You guys should all go. You can come hang out with us because I'll be there around 9. It's Yee-ha! free. Free show. It's free. I will be there. I will be drinking. It'll be fun. It's a blast. I'll be there. Yeah, and we'll get it. We'll get a chance to actually try out some of our earlier segments today. We'll get to probably uh, have some drunk food after tomorrow. I'm pretty that sure. That is true. How are we going to get there? Horse, stagecoach, mule train. If you're thinking drunk food, they have a pretty mean buffalo chicken dip at Jurgles. Buffalo, way cowboy. You take the uh, the three ten to Warrendale. That's where we need a drop. A joke that bad deserves a drop. Joe, I don't, I don't <laughs> care what you have. Play the closest thing that you have to a drop right now. Anything. Any drop that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Very there good. Go. Okay. That's a good yeah. One. Very, yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Jurgles be there. I'll be there. Big 1047 will be there. Katie O'Brien and Joe will all be there dressed as cowboys and having a good time. I'm going as Drew Bledsoe. Play that. Play it. Will you play the drop? 412-922-2874 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I could look the best that I've ever looked in my life. Walk into Kate Upton's house with flowers, some nice cologne, my best game, and she wouldn't look at me for half a second. She wouldn't care. That's how I feel about this James Franklin timeout gate. I could not care less about this. I really couldn't, and I'm actually using that phrase correctly. People yesterday on Twitter corrected my grammar and said, could care less. No, I really could not care any less about this James Franklin thing. And there are people writing columns about it. There are people spending hours on their talk radio shows discussing this. And for the love of God, it is so freaking meaningless. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Georgia State lined up to kick a field goal when down 56 to nothing. They were playing at Penn State. James Franklin called the timeout after the kick had already gone through the uprights, but he got it off prior to the play. He got it off so fast you'd think he was Rick Pitino. And it pissed Georgia State people off, all 12 fans that they have. It pissed 
pit fans off because they already think that James Franklin's a jackass. It pissed sports people off because sports people want to be pissed off about anything because it makes for good content. And we have descended to some non-sportsy sports topics here on this Wednesday, which we tend to do anyway on the Crowley Show. But I'd rather do that than talk about this. Georgia State should not be pissed. They probably made almost $1 million to fly up and get their ass kicked by Penn State. They have no reason to be upset. James Franklin can coach his football team however he wants. After all, this was a glorified practice under the lights. If he wanted to work on his second field goal unit, which was his excuse, so be it. Because this week against Iowa, it's going to count. If you wanted to post the shutout, who cares? It's his call. He could do what he wants. Penn State paid them. When I pay someone for a chicken sandwich, I want the chicken sandwich to be done right. When I'm paying Georgia State, if I'm Penn State, I want them to lose the way that they're supposed to lose, which is getting shut out, getting blown out. You have the right. Whatever you're paying for, you get. They were paying for shutout. James Franklin wanted what he paid for. Is anybody actually perturbed by this? No. Are people faking it like Elaine Bennis did? Yes. There's a lot of faux outrage when it comes to this. I am outraged by the outrage. I am pissed off that people are pissed off about this. Like Colin Dunlap's writing a column. Colin, you don't care. Level with me, man. Pretend like you're right here. Level with me. Look me in the eye, man. You don't care. You don't care enough to write a column, but you wrote a column about it anyway. Madden, you don't want to be talking about this. You don't care. We talked about it anyway. Why? Because you needed something to talk about. I am outraged at your outrage. I am upset that you're upset. I am pissed off that you are pissed off. Is anybody upset about this? Anybody? Anybody out there? 412-922-2874. Please. I'm looking for the one guy who's mad because we've straw manned the living bleep out of this. We've straw manned this so much. Like Dunlap's like, I got 12 fan friends who are fr- fans of uh, Georgia State. It's like the racist who's like, no, I got a black friend. Dunlap's like, I got a Georgia State friend. This guy, he's all pissed off. Nobody's mad. Nobody cares. Pitt fans are mad, I guess, maybe, perhaps. But I haven't heard them. And if they're mad, it's just shrapnel from them being mad about the original bullet, which was him calling you Akron. That's what it is. I am mad that you're mad. I'm irritated that you're irritated. I'm pissed that you're pissed. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. I think it's a Wednesday sports topic. I think that's where we are. And what the other shows don't do is talk about other shows. We do that all the time here. If Mike and Mike are doing something stupid, we'll call them out. They don't care. They're Mike and Mike, but we'll talk about it. If the fan is talking about something that's totally irrelevant or totally stupid, we will talk about it. If Madden is doing something silly, we will talk about it. Now, Madden's the king. Whatever he's doing is probably the right thing to do, right? But we'll talk about it. 
if there's not a good enough topic. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about on a Wednesday. My topic will be them talking about the topic that's not good enough to talk about on the Wednesday. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. 412-922-2874. What's next? Concussions. And you got to hear this Joe Thomas quote. So good. It's a Crowley show. Cleveland Browns left tackle Joe Thomas just played his 10,000th career snap in the National Football League. 162 games in a row that he's played. Hasn't missed a snap. That's badass. When you've played that much football for such a bad franchise, one that's rotated the quarterbacks in as much as Cleveland has, you're bound to not know who one of the quarterbacks would be, right? Here's what Joe Thomas had to say. Following Cleveland's loss to Baltimore, quote, I've been in the huddle one time when a quarterback came in and I did not know who he was and I had to shake his hand and introduce myself, end quote. That is the most Cleveland Browns thing I've ever heard. But beyond that, it also might be the most CTE thing that I've ever heard. Like, did Joe Thomas forget who he met earlier in the week at practice? Like, Connor Shaw comes into the huddle from South Carolina. He's their third-string quarterback. Hey, man, what's going on? Who the hell are you? I know you're wearing my uniform. Who the hell are you? Uh, Joe, we we met on Monday. Joe's taking a lot of hits playing 162 consecutive games. 10,000 career snaps without missing one. There's a lot of James Harrison head in your Adam's apple. That's a lot of ouchie. That's a lot of your brain hitting someone else's brain, reverberating back and hitting the back of your skull. So it was meant as a joke, but I'm not so sure he's not talking about CT either. Who are you? I'm Connor Shaw. I'm Joe Thomas. I know Joe. We met in practice on Monday. We took 70 snaps together. I'm your quarterback. In fact, Joe, we knew I was going to play. Joe, I told you on Monday I was playing in this game. The CTE stuff's not funny, though. I make jokes about everything. That's what I do. One day I'll get fired for it, but CTE, not funny. There's this Jamoke doctor teaches at Boston University who wrote a guest piece for Yahoo saying, I let my son, who's 11 years old, play football. And in fact, I coach. And I do so despite being a neurosurgeon because all the facts aren't known. And he went on to list how women get hurt playing soccer more than men get hurt playing soccer and how you can sustain concussions in every single sport and bro I know all that we all know all that when you play sports there's a chance you're going to get hurt duh Mr. Neuroscientologist he thinks he's smarter than me he's not just because he's a neuroscientologist doesn't mean that he's smarter than me I'm a radio broadcast taster But this guy goes on and on and on to say that you get hurt in other sports, not all the facts are known, how sometimes opiate usage 
Sometimes horny, horny, horny. Sometimes opioid usage. Sorry, I was just smoking a doobie in the bathroom there. Sometimes opioid usage can lead to the buildup of proteins on the brain, which is one of the symptoms of CTE. And, okay, that's fine that it happens in all kinds of other sports. But first off, the opioid thing, step it on your toes a little bit there because players in the National Football League are going to opioids because weed ain't legal and they're in a hell of a lot of pain. So that's an NFL issue. Number two. Just because CTE is caused by concussions that can be sustained in other sports doesn't make what's happening in football any less scary. That's always the punchback. That and it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt only if there's nothing to be found. I read The Crucible. I was Francis Nurse in the play. I know all about witch hunts. I was on stage. For three hours and 45 minutes, and I had nine lines. I'm basically any running back that played for the Philadelphia Eagles when Andy Reid was the head coach. They'd be out there on the field, but not utilized at all. Francis Nurse, nine lines, three hours, 45 minutes of stage time. So I know all about a witch hunt. A witch hunt means that you're searching for something or trying to prove something that's not there for your own benefit. That's not the Webster definition. That's my definition. It works for this segment. Again, I'm not a neuroscientist doctor. NFL people are so paranoid, and I get why the NFL is paranoid, because there's a lot of money at stake for them, and they don't want to get sued again because the next lawsuit will be bigger than the last lawsuit, and the last lawsuit was a lot of money. They'd be in trouble. But if you're somebody who's now outside of the NFL, looking back at what the NFL is, I don't understand why you need to defend it. Other than nostalgia. I loved my time in the league. I think football is great for young men. That's fine. I think we'll all agree that football as a concept is good for youth. It helps people stay out of trouble. It builds camaraderie, teamwork. It teaches you how to lose. It teaches you how to battle through adversity. There are good things associated with football. Smacking your head off of another person's head 60 times on a Sunday afternoon. That's one of the bad things. And we know the risks involved now. So to see this doctor write that, I understand where he's coming from in that he wants his son to be happy. His 11-year-old loves football, wants him to play football. But beyond that, I don't understand. Beyond that, I'm wondering why he wrote it. Is it because someone at the NFL reached out to him? You're a neuroscientologist, neurosurgeon, neuro teacher man? You're a brain guy, brain scientist, brain doctor. You're a brain doctor. We'll stick with that one. You're a brain doctor, brain brain scientist. We'll go with brain scientist. You're a brain scientist, and you're a football coach. Am I going total tinfoil hat here when I think that maybe the NFL got to this guy and said, hey, man, why don't you write something on our behalf? Because the NFL's in trouble, and they know it. Football is in trouble, and they know it. And... What they always come back to, the Danny Cannells of the world and the neuroscientologist dude who wrote this column, what they say is the media is blowing things out of proportion. What they say is the media is not reporting everything. What they say is that last test that came out where 99% of all NFL people 
who were in the study had CTE, that doesn't tell the full story. And I'll agree with that one. But we know it's bad. We know that head trauma leads to CTE. They say that we're the ones out on the witch hunt, but anybody defending the National Football League, anybody defending football, they're the ones who have ulterior motives. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. 412-922-2874. Are the Steelers good? That's the question. When they lose to bad teams, people say, oh my God, fire the coach. Oh my God, let's... Hang the offensive coordinator by his toenails. Let's beat the snot out of Keith Butler. What is the Steelers coaching staff doing that these players aren't getting ready to beat these bad teams? Then they beat these bad teams. What do we get? Oh, Steelers, we don't know if they're good because they just beat good teams. They just beat bad teams. All they do is beat bad teams. When you beat bad teams, you can't tell if you're good because the teams are playing bad. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Beyond the results of the games in terms of the final score, as sloppy as they were, there were good things to take away from the Steelers that do make me think they're a good team. Number one, the front seven solid. You know what you're getting in Javon Hargrave now at this point. You know what you're getting in Cam Hayward, who might be the best defensive player on this team, not named Ryan Shazier. You know what you're getting with Shazier. I think you know what you're getting with Stephon Tewitt when he plays. And the outside linebackers have pedigree, and they're playing like guys who have pedigree. I don't care who you're playing. That translates. I don't care who you're playing. T.J. Watt's scary. I don't care who you're playing. You don't want Cam Hayward bearing down on your quarterback. My God. I don't care who you're playing. Joe Hayden's a good player. Mike Mitchell can still take your head off. Artie Burns is young and long and lean and fast. Doesn't matter who you're playing. These things are truths. They're going to lose a game along the way, and I hope when they do, everyone doesn't jump off a cliff. Although, the ones who are likely to jump off a cliff. I'm actually fine with them doing that. They're a good football team. They've got the pieces of a good football team. The offense, which hasn't been great thus far, has all pros all up and down the lineup. Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, every offensive lineman. They're all good. They're going to be good. And I don't care that they just beat up on two cupcakes. You have to beat them when they're on the schedule. You've reminded me of that in the past. Stick with it now. This team is good. You can look at the pieces. You can see what they've done. You can evaluate each player individually. And when you look at what happened last year, they were in the AFC Championship game. So don't tell me now after two games that they're not good enough. They're doing exactly what we all said they should have done when we got into the season. I did a whole show on what the Steelers need to do to not lose to bad football teams. You know what they did the first two weeks of the season? Beat a bad football team, albeit by three. Doesn't matter. They beat them. And then they beat a team with a backup quarterback. They're doing what we've asked them to do, and we're bitching anyway. That's a mark of a bad fan. And that's the mark of radio hosts who don't know how to analyze the actual game of football. Pursuta's point was a good one. Pursuta knows what he's talking about. He said, I know the pieces of the defense are pretty good. I want to see them do it against a real quarterback. I can buy into that. But what I like to see is that they've done to bad players what they should do to bad players. There's so much stuff I want to get to in the last segment, guys. So I'm going to I'm going to read you a list and we're going to vote. Brian, Joe, KDO all in the studio. Here are the things that I can talk about and we can talk about. I wrote down bullet points. Kevin Durant is vulnerable. I love it. 
Ben McAdoo criticized Manning, which questions the hierarchy in the NFL. Ooh, I might save that for a big-time topic tomorrow. Yeah, that's got some legs. That's got some legs. Yeah. James Franklin's a jack. I just did that. I wrote, I'm a brain scientist, and I let my son play football. (laughs) Sua Cravens retired, then came back, and now the Redskins are questioning his commitment to football and don't want him. I wrote, Ezekiel Elliott is fat? Jung Ho Gung apologized. I don't want his ass anywhere near the team. And then in a category I wrote up as weird stuff, Mad Pooper, James Harrison joke, and the Ravens deface Queen before heading to London. We're sticking with that category. I'm 12. You know what I'm voting You're for. not even voting. Joe, what did you want to talk about? Uh, the, the Raven Queen. That's funny. Raven Queen it is. Katie? I think I'm outnumbered, so it doesn't really matter. Well, what did you want to talk about? Kevin Durant. Well, hit on that, too. What a tease! It's the Crowley Show. Take me down to the paradise city where the grass is great and the girls are pretty. I can't hear myself in my head, Joe. Joe, what happened to you today? Is it the poop humor? A lot of moving parts today, Adam, and I'd really appreciate your patience. (laughs) Joe's pissed. He is mad. He's mad. He's like, I got a show going on. Where is the show that's coming up next? South Park Clubhouse. You're doing a really good job with it, Joe. So much so that you're screwing up my show. Uh, you got to prioritize in this business. I think you're doing a fine job, I Joe. I think you're doing a great job, Joe. Joe no, doesn't like... Joe well, you doesn't, stepped into that, dude. Joe doesn't like being called out on the air. Joe oh. doesn't like it whenever... Even if it's a joke, he doesn't like it. His face got angry there. The I don't appreciate rail. pandering. Pandering? Pandering. Which is what I'm doing now. Joe's doing a great job. Fabulous job. I'd back off, dude. Yeah, you know, that's the guy you don't want to piss off. The eight? I don't want to piss off the eight. No. Just a couple of sevens over here yeah. trying not to piss off the yeah. eight. Yeah, don't, don't mess with the eight's game. Did you see what the Baltimore Ravens did? What? Yes. It is, well, it could have gotten them hanged a couple hundred years ago. What they did was they took a cardboard cutout of the queen. And they painted the Baltimore Ravens logo on her face to make it look like face paint. And they stood it up and took a picture of it and tweeted it out. And it looked like the queen herself was a big Baltimore Ravens fan, which is clearly not true. Clearly not true. The queen's a Steelers fan. And it looked real to the point where I didn't understand what happened at first. And somebody tweeted out, that's a cardboard cutout. But people were pissed about this. Englanders were pissed. Americans were pissed. Because we're in an oversensitive society. But I thought it was hilarious. And I do think that this is something that was a capital offense a couple hundred years ago. Oh, you you disrespect mm-hmm. the queen like that? Oh, my gosh, man. They're drawn and you're drawn and quartered in the square. Like you're you're guillotine in France. Like if you mess with any of any royalty over there back then, you're done. Like right now, Harbaugh. He's got his arms in those little, like, blocks with the holes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's waiting in the square, and people are throwing rotten fruit at him. And, like, it's, it's nasty. That is nasty. That's exactly what's going on, too. There's Ozzy. Ozzy's up there. He's, like, hanging. They've got him hooked to four horses. They're ready to go in all directions. If you could throw one thing at John Harbaugh, what would it be? We'll go around the room. Joe, what are you throwing at John Harbaugh? Oh, man, this is tough. I know. There's so many things you want to throw at him, yeah, and, and you only have one option. 
Like, I want to go full monkey and just chuck feces at this guy. Well, oh, all right. I wasn't going to go there. But... I know, but we talked about poop a lot on today's show, and I figured I'd just end uh, the show talking about deuces. Traffic cone. That's a good one. I'm going pro wrestler. Killing two birds with one stone. I'm picking. You're gonna his... throw a pro wrestler at him? No, I'm going pro wrestler. I'm gonna pick up his brother over my head in body slam fashion and throw him at the other hardball there, negating two hardballs at once. That's pretty good. Who would cry more? They're both pretty good criers. Mm. Katie, what are you throwing at John Harbaugh? Be classic fruit. I'll do that. Now, are you going, like, rotten fruit so it smells nasty and it splats? Or are you going hard fruit so it hurts? Like watermelon, yeah. which has a little of both? I think, yeah. I think a solid fruit that would cause some, that would leave a mark. That'd be like, bees, like cantaloupe? I'm thinking, like. Melon? I guess, yeah. Kumquat? Like a pre-cut Kiwi? melon. Yeah. Like a melon. Kumquat might be the funniest word in the English language. Yeah. After boobs. You're a sophisticated man, Adam. Almost made Brian and Joe laugh. Almost. What if I said butt? <laughs> Poop. That's the worst word of the English language. Poop? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. The side topic for today's show has been this. If there's food that you only eat when you're drunk... What food would it be? What establishment would you go to? And Permanis came up a lot. On the day of my wedding, I went to Permanis with my wife. We ate. It was delightful. I was intoxicated. She was intoxicated. We then went back up to the room, well bloated, took care of the marriage stuff. Whilst we were doing that, my college friend and my high school friend went to the basement of the Permanis in the strip district and got after it. I'm talking about nudity. I'm talking about sexual things going on. And I'm talking about one of the hottest days that we've had in Pittsburgh in years. It was 85 degrees outside. In Permanis, it was hot. But if you've ever been to the Permanis in the strip, there's a dungeon that leads to the bathroom. You're going down a flight of stairs. There's no air down there. You're all sweaty. My buddy's kind of bigger. There's sweat. There's fluids. It's the bathroom of a Permanis. My buddy's from New Jersey, and I don't know if there's anything that's ever been done in the history of ever that is more Pittsburgh than that. Hooking up in the basement of a Permanis, eating a sandwich, drinking an Iron City, and getting on your merry way. That's a beautiful thing. Isn't that a beautiful story? That's what I learned on my wedding day. Was that romance is a true thing? Yeah, and that's what wedding. And not does. because of me, not because of the wedding, but because of the banging that went on in the basement of the Permanis. Joe, great the show. B minus. How much of your own failures are you factoring into that? All of them. Brian, I'm going to go B plus because I want to pander to Joe a little bit. Katie, B. It's an A, baby. Tim Benz. Matt Williamson, Craig Wolfley next, Crowley Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.